0: And here we
1: go! There's a man open left side caught Touchdown! Ten, yes. five, 10, 5, touchdown! It's Touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. Washington getting back to work starting tomorrow in earnest as they get ready for the Indianapolis Colts. Fools gold with winners of two in a row. Have you bought back into the process a little bit because they've won, and because you like Taylor Heineke, you may not, you may not understand all of the skill set, but you you're 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 feeling enthused because you can get behind Heineke. You like the story, and the team now with a chance to gain some momentum. Okay, this this reminds me a little bit, Chris, of the season that Heineke obviously. Uh, had to come in late and did some positive things for them down the stretch obviously played in the playoff game uh, against Tampa but this is a this is a real chance to gain some momentum from a football perspective here and at some point that's what you play for you know we every week we, we seem to pick apart what this team does wrong because when you're 3 and 4 there's still a lot each week that you know you can pick apart about this club but ultimately, they are gaining a little bit of traction. The defense has improved the number one thing we said coming into the season that they had to improve. Now, overall, offensively, despite all the offensive line shuffling, they're on the verge of getting back to 500. I'll remind you now that after the Bears' win last night, there are now six teams in the NFC at three and four, and a couple of them are very familiar names okay including the San Francisco 49ers who many people think are an NFC Super Bowl contender particularly after trading for Christian McCaffrey a reminder the trade deadline next Tuesday and at some point you know does Washington take a quick peek here ahead is there something out there that could improve their team in a certain area that might help them get over the top I mean, we've seen some teams be aggressive already here before the trade deadline, but is there a feeling, is there a sense of, hey, we're we're actually moving somewhere with this team right now, especially if they can get to four and four this week, looking around the NFC. Now, certainly with all the tiebreakers, they're 11th in the conference. You look up around six and seven, guess who's up there? Remember we said... Even though we have the wrong NFC East team, we said the NFC East would get – I said the NFC East would get three playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, right now, they would have three playoff teams. You know who six and seven are? The Giants and Cowboys. Six and one and five and two overall.
2: In so, the, wait, six in and seven in the conference, conference? I thought yes. the Rams were seven.
1: Uh, Rams are uh, – no, the Rams are – the Giants are five and the Cowboys right. are six. Okay, right. So – Five and six, though, well, because, because they're of the not, Eagles but, but being But because undefeated. they're not the
2: division right. leaders right now. Bucc- they have no choice but to be five Buccaneers
1: are still sitting in there as the uh, South division leader. Yeah. You At know, they'd be the, be the four seed.
2: Well, that's what I was saying yesterday. The, like, if I would have told you three and four to start out the year, even though with the cream cheese soft schedule, you'd prob- pr- most people would probably say, yeah, uh, probably likely. Well, three and four gets you tied with, again, the 49ers, the Cardinals, um, the Packers. All three teams were widely considered by just about everyone, including myself outside of the Cardinals, because I'm not a Cardinals fan, I'm not a Cliff Kingsbury guy, I'm not a Kyler Murray guy, Uh, don't believe the Cardinals are real, don't believe the Cardinals are authentic, Uh, believe the Cardinals lack a little gumption. All three of those teams, most people, considered to be way better, infinitely better. Than the commanders. And yet here they are on the same line as them. And again, the Rams at three and three have played one less game. So, I mean, of course, they could be four and three if they would have played the seventh game, but they are what they are. They're three and three, and they're going nowhere fast. Their offense sucks. Sucks. Okay, even with the great Cooper Cup. They suck. And yet they're three and three. This thing is wide open. Now, listen, before we get too excited and start printing playoff tickets and planning parades, Pete, you know what you do? If you're a really good team, if you've got a spine, if you've got the DNA, playoff DNA, you come out and you absolutely stomp a mud hole in the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Can they do that, though? I don't think so. I mean, look, as long as Taylor plays for the Colts, you know the running game is... Definitely authentic with Indianapolis. Running good running games will give Washington has in the past have given Washington problems. So as long as they don't ask Ellinger to be you know Peyton Manning, they've still got a chance to to be competitive. And in this game with Jonathan Taylor uh, running the football, I mean that's what Indianapolis does uh, in the first place. So you know, I mean, I, I think Ben Conti by the way brings up a good point here. Frank Reich, you know, is this way a, a way of Frank Reich? voicing some frustrations a little bit. Because remember, he picked Wentz, and his choice was sent packing out the door. I mean,
2: it very well could be.
1: You know, they went and got Matt Ryan uh, instead, and now that choice is blowing up in their face. So I would imagine a steady diet of Jonathan Taylor coming up in this game, which is going to challenge the Washington run defense, which, in theory, Holcomb and Davis have played much better uh, here in the last few weeks. We haven't had any. Uh, Jamin Davis has to play better. Quotes from the coaches, have we? We haven't. We haven't had any of those lately, have we?
2: Ah, uh, no, no. I'm just, a- just saying. I, listen, I, I mean, okay, I, Jamin, so, so, you've
1: got to play better on behalf of all eleven guys on defense. You have to play better,
2: right? There's to signal to single out individuals is, is very dangerous, right? Uh, when Jay first got here, I remember you know not only Robert, which everybody thought was racist, which was the most ridiculous thing in the world, um, but I remember Jay. I mean, he absolutely took the just hatchet out on Jason Hatcher, pun intended, mm-hmm. one time, and I mean, it blew. Like everybody was like, "Oh my God, look at this fresh-faced head coach." I, I don't give a care, you know all this. And, and and but it caused a lot of problems in the media and a lot right. Coaches when they signal signal single, what, what's the right word? Sing, single single or signals signal one out. What, what, one single Signal oh, one player out. Yes, single right. one player. Signal out. Signal one player single.
1: out. Yes. Okay, that's, that's, single. that's where you're trying to go. Yeah,
2: signal. I love the
1: I love the Russell Dictionary.
2: <laughs> when they signal one player out. OK. You know, it's refreshing and it's honest and it's juicy, but it's not good for the locker room. It's not good for the organization. It's not good for really anybody in general um, and certainly not good for the player. Um, and, and, and listen, that's kind of why, like, Ron. What did what Ron was just non committal in terms of the information on William Jackson the 3rd we just decided to make a change. I I'm, I'm not going to tell you why, but it had nothing to do with the injury, but we just decided to make a change. Well, because it's not saying like William Jackson the 3rd did this, did that, took a penalty or two per game, sucked, was incompetent, whatever, all that stuff, right? Uh he's just not going to do that. So like I like I think the best thing to do moving forward obviously in any organization but specifically in the commander's organization is hey listen we don't want to build anybody any one individual up too much to give them a false sense of security a false sense of um maybe like they've made it and they don't have to keep working hard but we certainly don't want to throw anybody under the bus keep it medium keep it wait did i just quote jim zorn (laughs) yes keep it medium don't Build too many because you know what happens when you build too many people up around here at least. Um, and maybe this happens in other cities, Pete. If, if say Ron Rivera came out and was like, No, Taylor Heineke's Austin, awesome. Taylor Heineke's our guy, Taylor Heineke's our... all that's great. All that's great. The problem is, like when Jay used to do that with Ryan Grant and Samaj P. Ryan specifically, what happened? Media, stupidly, fell hook, line, and sinker that Jay actually loved those guys. He was just saying what he had to say. They fell hook. Wait, why are you cutting them? Why aren't you playing them? Why aren't you doing, why aren't they? You see my point? Like, let's not talk this week. Let's not talk. I know you have to talk. Let's not talk like we've done anything around here. Let's talk like we're still one in five or whatever. Go into Indianapolis, however you've got to do it, shut down Jonathan Taylor. They've done a really good job. Even when Derrick Henry went over 100, it took him, I think, 24 carries to do it. Maybe it was 26. I can't remember the exact number. I can look it up. But you get the point. They've shut down... The Bears ran all over the place on them, but it was different guys and it was weird things, right? They go right back to shutting down a pretty good two-headed Green Bay attack. You've done a good job against the run this year. Shut down Jonathan Taylor. Make Sam Ellinger, who has barely any hair on his chest, has not thrown a regular season pass, Make him beat you, and obviously, don't give up any big plays. Or if you're gonna give up a big play, give up one, right. and, and, and and win a game All for right, crying out loud, thirty-one seventeen.
1: To your point, though, if you and stack, shut up while doing it, if you stack the box, do you trust Fuller and Saint Juice in one-on-one coverage well, against Pearson, uh, 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 Michael Pittman? I uh, trust Saint Juice. Does that answer your question? I'm just that—that's what you're. That's what you're. But that's what you're asking for.
2: I mean, you're may- Maybe you for, don't. Ha- maybe you don't have to stop the box with eight guys. What if Taylor? Ultimately bra- if go- Taylor
1: breaks through that initial eight man in the yeah. box, then he's he's off to well, the races.
2: Right. I mean, listen. I I think you go into the game plan thinking, hey, if we could stop him with seven. That will allow us to do like I think you're going to see you know more Buffalo nickel in this game. I think you're going to you know try and stop the run with their offensive line with your front seven, if you will. Whether it's you know the four defensive linemen, whether it's you know two linebackers Jamin and Cole with you know with with a Buffalo dropping down as essentially that third what what happened because the Colts offensive line is not good enough. Okay. And Jonathan Taylor just came back. But here's the point. Is, like, they don't blitz a lot, or they're not blitzing as much this year as they ultimately did last year. They blitzed 31% of the time last year. Much more of that came in the second half when they were without Chase Young and Montez Sweat. I understand that. But... They blitz 31% of the time last year. They're blitzing 24% of the time, according to pro football. Yeah, but that's, I, the front can, four is getting, ho- r- r- getting r- well, that's better pressure on the That's, that's the, the thing, right? Especially against these ransacked offensive lines. How many times have I come in here on a Monday and told you, yeah, but Taylor Luan was out. Yeah, but David Bakhtiari was out. And they didn't even do much. They didn't have to do much against Green Bay. Yeah, but they were starting a rookie left tackle for Chicago. Like... This Indianapolis offensive line should be better, should be more productive, should be more secure, but because of injuries, because of things, whatever, because they haven't really got, you know, found a left tackle just yet. This is an opportunity where you can say, okay, I don't have to load the box with eight to shut down Jonathan Taylor. I need to control Jonathan Taylor as hard as that is. Somehow I need to tackle, to your point, and I need to make sure that I have at least four coverage guys and really more, but if I could play nickel and zone and play it disciplined against a kid who basically is still in diapers in terms of NFL experience, then I'm going to give myself the best chance. But if I've got to start over committing to eight in the box, then, yeah, if I try and have a single high free safety and two corners, to your point, Fuller and St. Juice on an island, and I can't play Rashad Wild Goose a whole lot because i got to keep And dropping because I'm missing tackles. I'm taking bad angles. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Jonathan Taylor's just ripping off five, six, seven yards of chunk, which, again, not many people have been able to do. Again, the Bears ran a lot, but they didn't run. It wasn't like they were picking up six, seven yards of chunk. They had a couple of big runs that added to their pile. Otherwise, that would have probably been about 125, 130 rushing yards instead of the 240 or whatever. My point is, is of course, your number one thing is to focus on Jonathan Taylor with a rookie quarterback, or not a rookie quarterback, a second-year quarterback who, again, has not thrown a regular season pass. But,
1: but as a much more mobile component here yes, because Ryan is a statue. Absolutely. Ellinger's not going to be a statue. Absolutely.
2: Don't, but don't put yourself in a position where you're hunting and chasing. You know, because if you start doing that, what's going to happen? If he can extend and roll out and buy time, what's going to happen? Coverage is going to break down, especially if you've got six or seven. See, the one thing that I think has been good about the commanders the last couple of weeks, really since that Detroit loss, I don't want to say like, you know, really since the Detroit loss. But there have been been times where, of course, they blitzed since then, but they haven't had this maniacal, crazy, like, we've got to send all sorts of guys to generate heat, to your point, right? Now, again, it's helped that they've played some meager offensive lines. It's helped, but the fact that they've been able to generate enough pressure between Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, F.A. um even when he was in there, Casey Tuhill... Um, James Smith-Williams, I mean, they're always in the backfield. or Not always, but uh, in the backfield a lot, right? They're creating havoc. They're getting penetration. They're making quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, Justin Fields, even Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it was the thumb. Maybe it was because he didn't trust his offensive line with Bakhtiari out uh, and all sorts of switches right before the game. Maybe it was because he didn't trust his receivers. Either way, they've got to make sure that Sam Ellinger is – thinking way too much and not just letting it flow on Sunday. I I know that's generic but that's what they've got to do.
1: Sammy in college by the way, over 60% of his passes, 62 and a half through for over 11,000 yards, 94 TDs, only threw 27 interceptions. Oh, and by the way, rushed for 33 touchdowns at the University of Texas. There is a mobile component to this quarterback that Washington will have to, I don't know if they'll necessarily spy on him every down, but you're going to have to commit a defender to the quarterback here, and that's not something you would have had to do had Matt Ryan stayed as the quarterback. To Chris's point about the Buffalo nickel, you may have to play more Buffalo nickel, not necessarily because of Taylor, but because Ellinger's probably going to be out on a lot of rollout, a lot of bootleg, and a guy that is definitely a threat that if Payne and Allen come up the field, up the middle... He's going to try and step up in the pocket through those guys and make some plays running there, and that's something that Washington is going to have to account for. 301-230-0980. Are you buying in to the fact that there could be some enthusiasm here and a potential three-game winning streak? Let's get to line one. Rod is in Landover. What's up, Rod? Uh, he's got And Rod got hit by a 15-minute monster. Damn. Rod, call back. 301, we'll get you right as we come back here. 301-230-0980.
2: Can I – here's the thing, okay? What I don't want this town to do and this fan base to do and certainly that organization, which is what I fear, is have this false sense of, we got this, we're good, we're we're on a roll now, baby. They don't handle prosperity very well. I say that knowing that they had a four-game winning streak last year and now they're on a two-game winning streak and obviously they were much better in the second half of 2020 – uh, under Ron, and we all know the numbers in November and December, and Ron's better, and they, blah, 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 blah. By the way, this game's still in October, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> what I don't want is for this team to roll into Indianapolis on Sunday and to think, we've got this. Oh, you no, know, you and, definitely and, and, can't
1: think that you've arrived or anything. But don't
2: you think that, like, if Matt Ryan was back there, that there would be a, a different a, a level of – well, Jonathan Taylor's now back. He, he came back last week. They'll be better this week. Uh, boy, Matt Ryan can really hurt you with those wide receivers. Now it's almost like psychologically. And I know they won't say this on the record, but psychologically, I know this fan base is going to be like, "Oh, if we don't win this game, thirty-one it, seventeen, it, it, it's uh, you know, it's a disaster." Dude, and you can't operate like just this. Look this team. At the NFL, and this organization look, is not good enough. For all that. you have
1: to do is win three nothing in the NFL every week.
2: Yeah, I know.
1: You just got to win. Okay. If you don't look, just look at the Carolina Tampa result this week. If that game alone doesn't tell you that in the NFL, all that matters is winning. It doesn't matter whether you win 58 to six or whether you win 17, 14, the objective is just win because this league proves to us every single week. These teams aren't perfect, and we have no idea what's going to happen in some of these cities every week. There's not a person on planet Earth, even maybe even in Charlotte, that could have seen Carolina not only beating Tampa, but thumping them with a backup quarterback and an interim coaching staff on Sunday. The objective, as Al Davis once poetically said, and he's exactly right, just win, baby. That's all you have to do. Washington with a great opportunity. If they win this week, they're back to five hundred, and then they're staring at a chance in the NFC against two kingpins right now. Minnesota, who's lost only once, and then Philadelphia on Monday night, who is undefeated. So a big game for Washington mathematically in the NFC standings. 301, 230, 80 Your thoughts. Are you are you bought in that there's momentum building here? Or is it false hope for this Washington football team? Let's talk about it now on Touchdown at 10, 301-230-0980. Russell stripping in the studio right now on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Is there genuine momentum building here in Washington? As Chris alluded to it, twice under Ron, we've seen these brief winning streaks pop up. And clearly, you're not getting into the playoffs at seven. and uh, You're not winning the division at seven and ten this year. That's not going to happen. All right, two teams are already at six. Okay, so there's no backing into this division thing, barring somehow a complete collapse by... The Eagles, Cowboys, and Giants. You're just not getting there that way. Okay. Right now, you're, you're, you definitely are part of the wild card math. Winning this game at Indianapolis is magnified uh, even greater now. It's a chance to get to 500 with Ellinger playing quarterback and with a chance to face Minnesota the week after that, who, again, good record, great wide receiver. In fact, a couple that you've got to contend with. May not exactly be the best matchup for Washington. I mean, you're talking about having to deal with Cook, Thielen, Jefferson, and even Irv Smith has been, um, you know, better for them uh, at the tight end spot too. So I mean, Cousins has got some weapons to deal with. I believe you can score against them a little bit. You can do some things against them off, you know, offensively. But you're going to have to go up against what you know is going to be a motivated quarterback and a very talented skill set of skilled players, but you can't get to that game before you get through Indianapolis first. So do you feel that there is a sense of real momentum gathering here for this Washington football team right now? And Mr. Enthusiasm, Mr. Excitement. No one excites this fan base like Taylor Heineke does. It, it, it gets the fan base engaged one way or the other, Chris, the, the
2: supporters, the Heineke hive is definitely the supporters.
1: Out and the detractors yeah. okay but all i know is right now as a quarterback this year he's one to know let's get to the phones 301-230-0980 let's get on up Route 70 there and talk to roy in brunswick what's up roy
3: hey guys good morning awesome show
2: as always what's up roy thanks bell
3: yeah, I mean, I, I think they definitely have momentum. I think the defense has played well enough the last four or five weeks. I mean, they've been making goal-line stands, you know, against Dallas and Philly and just never got anything going. Um, I, I think we talked about it in the off season and, and beforehand. I think the knock on Carson Wentz was he, he has all these yards after-catch guys, and he, you know, to, to try to force it down the field that Turner would be kind of – by trying to force it down the field too often with this big arm and not utilize all these yak guys. And I think with Heineke, you kind of have to use those guys. So you have to use Samuel and even Terry, and you've got McKissick and Gibson. But you saw what that does is you get these huge six and seven-minute drives. And, you know, with the defensive line not being as, as deep as it was, I mean, that's that's what helps the defense is Heineke's, you know, getting getting into third and two and third and three because he's dumping it off. And not only that, but it seems like they're getting more confident in Gibson. If if those two guys can get 30 touches between Robinson and Gibson and you're able to dink and dunk and use your jet sweep and use a lot of those speed guys, I think that's really going to help. And let's not forget, hopefully within two or three weeks, if Chase Young comes back and he's somewhat close to his normal stature when you're playing some of these harder teams, you might be able to get some real pressure with four because Sweat then won't be able to get doubled also. And I think the linebackers are tackling and the team as a whole is tackling better. I've been really critical of them. I think Davis and Holcomb have been getting to depth against uh, tight ends. Tight ends didn't gouge us the last few weeks, and I think they're tackling a lot better. So I'm, I'm optimistic. Maybe it's, I'm just going to get uh, my, my heart ripped out again. But it's looking good for now.
1: Roy, appreciate it. Let's go to line Thank two. You, Derek's in Capitol Heights. What's up, Derek?
0: Good morning, fellas. Love the show. Um I definitely believe I definitely agree with the previous caller that there is some momentum going forward. Um, as far as the game plan on Sunday, I believe we should rely on the run game a lot more than maybe that we normally do. Um t- t- to kinda of have control of the time of possession. And I think if we if we have control of the time of possession, I'm talking about in a major way, that will put and then not this young quarterback in position where they feel like there's they may start to press and feel like they have to be in known throwing situations, which to me benefits our D line.
1: Thank you. Appreciate you Derek. I, I look I that to me, here's what you do. I mean think in, keep this in mind. Matt Ryan was a quarterback. Yeah, I know he's turned it over. There's nine interceptions and nine touchdowns. Still completing sixty-eight percent of his passes. He's throwing for over two thousand yards Mm -hmm. already uh, this season. You know, Russell Wilson's not even. His stats aren't even close to that. Russell Wilson was only completing like fifty-eight percent of his passes and only fourteen hundred yards. So I think Washington is being given a gift here, Uh, and and clearly Matt Ryan. Whether and Chris is right. Whether the verbiage is you know referring to a benching because of performance. Uh, the injury maybe he maybe the the turnovers the balls are late because of the the you know the, the the separation issue I mean with his shoulder I mean whatever's going on there with Matt Ryan Washington's getting a little bit of a gift coming up here uh this week so you know maybe Robinson and Gibson and you keep the defense fresh in this game you may only need Chris if you reduce the possessions in this game you only may need a couple of stops to be good enough to win this game. You can't let Indianapolis, though, do that to you because I think to Derek's point about Washington, I think Indianapolis is going to try and do the same thing. I mean, I think they give you a steady diet of Jonathan Taylor so Ellinger doesn't have to throw the ball more than 15 to 20 times in this game. I mean, I, I think if that if Washington can make that number get up over 20, then I think that bodes well uh, for Washington uh, coming into this game. Ultimately, uh, we'll see if they can get that done. Let's go to... Line three, our man Larry's in Annapolis. What's up, Larry? <clears throat> hey, what's going on, fellas? Thanks for
4: taking the call. So up, Larry? I it's funny because I in a way I'm kinda I'm a little bit discouraged, just because obviously every other team in the division that played, they won as well, so we didn't gain any ground. So I'm not necessarily optimistic that we'll make the playoffs, but I am optimistic that we'll be able to put up field a competitive team that is fighting towards something at the end of the season. And for us, I think that's monumental just because with all the things that go on in the media, it's very important. If we if we think we're going to attract any type of free agents or potential, you know, coordinators or, or, or position coaches to come here and really build something, we've got to have something competitive that's worth their time because otherwise if the combination of both the, the mess and all that and a poorly fielded team, we wouldn't have a shot. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic overall, but not per se that we'll make the playoffs.
1: Appreciate the call. The ironic thing, too, by the way, about, um, you know, the Colts defensively, it's a group that is allowing a buck 23 on the ground. So you can have a little bit of success.
2: Right. Uh, but Remember Shaq Leonard has not played. Correct. But that, also two games. Right. But
1: they are only giving up 20 points a game. Yeah. So... You know, and granted, part of that is they've played some of those anemic division teams that they play. That's, that's played into it uh, a little bit as well. The teams in their division don't score. I mean, Titans, Jags, Texans, they don't score. Don't score. All want to play slow, compo- slow conservative football. Don't score. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if Washington can get the tempo going against them a little bit coming up here. Uh, this week, 0980. That's how you get to us. We go to line for Our man Greg's in Gaithersburg. What's up, Greg? How you doing, guys? Hey,
5: Greg. Uh, as far as the, yeah, good morning. As far as the momentum question, you know, we can see during games quarter by quarter how m- momentum shifts uh, in a game. I don't see any reason why it can't shift week by week. Um, I am cautiously optimistic. Say. Because uh, you know, in a week or so, Chase will be back. Hopefully, Logan Thomas will be back, um, and the lines uh, playing together more. I, I thought they played a lot better this past weekend than weeks before. The defense is getting better. Still, a few slip ups in the in the corners, which I think is our Achilles' heel. But you know, I, I'm I'm very optimistic, and I think Heineke too. I think he sees the field better. I noticed in the game against Green Bay, there were a lot of his passes, completions that were over the middle, where Wentz would would never throw there. So I, I think the momentum swing is in our favor.
1: Appreciate the call. Thank and sure. I think he brings up a great point. Momentum in this league literally is just week to week.
2: Yes. I For, I mean, in many it's cases. quarter to quarter, half to half. No I question. Mean, you know.
1: Absolutely right. And that's that, and I think we have to resign ourselves to the fact now that we've been spoiled, you know, especially for those of us that are as old as we are. We've been spoiled at watching football executed at an elite level for years at a time, let alone week by week. But literally right now, the game is so erratic. Tom Brady mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, and his Buccaneers are, are culpable in it. You know, there's a lot of bad football at times being played out there right now. We've talked about it on this show. Football IQ with some players right now mm-hmm. is is a challenge. It's really a challenge for some players, not all of them, but there's a small faction of players. We've seen because we watch plays every week where you go, right. "What is that person thinking? Have they ever played the game of football before?" Yeah. You know, they don't know how to react in certain situations when plays occur. So football IQ is something that is I don't want to say it's never been lower, But right now, we're seeing more and more evidence of players that that don't know certain aspects of football when they're out there. I mean,
2: that's also what happens when you play younger players, too. I mean, not that all veterans know what they're doing and aren't bird brains, because I've seen plenty of them. But the younger you are, the less experience you have, the less familiarity you have with how to not only control your emotions, but also how to maintain your... Uh, you know, your 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 football IQ, your mental wits, whatever it is, when you have to do something that maybe you haven't seen or maybe you don't have a lot of experience or whatever. You know, some of these trick exotic formations. Think about this, right? Um, every week we see weird uh, exotic kind of formations out of Scott Turner, right? I mean, we saw... Um, uh, what did we see on Sunday? The uh, with Armani Rogers uh, and and two and two backs split on on either side of him. So basically, uh, what do they call that? That I mean, is that really a triple? That's not really a triple. option, no. right? It's it's more of like a wildcat. Like a, it's like a
1: split formation, split
2: it's... wildcat, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And and, and it was creative design. Well, well, not every player on the defense for the Packers maybe, have seen that before or has a lot of familiarity or maybe they didn't practice that because we haven't seen it before, right? So there was no way for Green Bay to know that was coming. Again, sometimes it's it's a matter of even when you're not prepared for something, you have to react on the fly and you have to, you know, like stuff happens on this show that we're not planning for, right? A big breaking news story comes out a coach gets fired, a quarterback gets benched, whatever, guess what? We don't have the opportunity to prepare for it. We have to just react to it. And and maybe we're wrong, and maybe we don't point out every little thing, but that's what you have to do in life.
1: Let's go to Mark in Landover Hills. What's up, Mark?
2: Top of the day to you, Chris. Top what? of the day to you.
5: Great show. Thank today you, for some. You guys are hitting and sticking like Popeye's chicken, buddy. I, I a couple of the other calls have said it, man. Good subject matter. Pretty Chris, sure. you're so with familiarity. You're hitting the nail on the head. And, Pete, I called in because you posed a question. And, man, I want to tell you that I think they can go on a little bit of a run. But they've got to not block out everything and keep playing the way they're playing. And the offense, hopefully, will get better.
1: Well, let, let's hope so. And you're right there around the corner from FedEx Field. Yeah. so you know you'll, you you can be a part of that enthusiasm heading to the fed when kirk comes to town in 2 I, I weeks i just
2: i just want consistency you know mark i mean like i i don't mind if they lose i, I mean right obviously you it. want them to win but i i what i don't want is this notion that you know they can have a, and afford a bad first half every week Because Taylor will find a way to ride the magic carpet ride in the second half. Because that's not going to happen every week the way it happened on Sunday. I understand... I understand that not everything is perfect. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's going to make mistakes. What I just want them to do this Sunday is come out aggressively with a purpose. Shut down the run, force Sam Ellinger to beat you, and then not get gashed for 60-yard plays because Kendall Fuller gets twisted in coverage. And also come out on offense, run the ball, be effective, convert on third downs. You don't have to convert every third down. Be creative. Use Terry McLaurin the way you used him. Get him involved early the way they did, hopefully with more accuracy. uh, Maybe they'll get John Dotson back. Maybe they'll get Logan Thomas back. This team is good enough to go on a roll. The question is whether they're consistent enough to go on a roll. That's the question for me.
5: I believe you're right, Chris. You're hitting the nail on the head. Football is a game of consistency, you know? The Redskins of old didn't win. It was because they weren't consistent, and Joe got them playing consistent.
2: By the way, thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. Uh, By the way, if anybody wants to bring us fried chicken, we'd just be
1: more than happy. Finger-licking fried chicken. By the way, and and guess what? Guess what? I know there's a faction of you, including uh, your little bearded buddy, um, that don't believe one-loss records, you know, should be a way to judge starting pitchers, should be a way to judge quarterbacks. Right. Okay.
2: We can never we, we right, we can never criticize a the, quarterback or a starting pitcher based on winning. The
1: number 4, he would be look, he's 1 yard behind number 3, okay, in the NFL right now. Number 3 overall in the NFL in total yardage. Right now in terms of completion percentage, the player is number 5 in complete or make yeah, number 5 in completion percentage. And so far in terms of touchdown throws, this season. The player is at number ten. Okay. So all statistics, right, that you would like out of your quarterback, correct? Mm-hmm. That quarterback's being benched this week. Matt Ryan.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay? Why? Because he's not winning enough.
2: Well, also three, there's, three and there's one. some other bad statistics to 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 counter what you just threw Just Just saying there.
1: a lot of the things, if you tell, hey, I'm getting, I'm I got the I got the third best quarterback in terms of total yardage in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got the number five guy in completion percentage and I got a top 10 guy in touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, yes, that's our guy. We're taking that. That guy's getting benched this week. I know. Just, just saying that guy's getting benched this week. Why? Cause he's not winning enough. 230, 80. Washington. Is it genuine momentum? Do you feel a sense of momentum? And we're only talking football product here, Block out all the noise, okay? Block out all the noise. We're simply talking about football product right here. Is it genuine momentum, and are you buying in as they chase three in a row this week headed to Indianapolis? Significant news with Brittany Griner. Russell's got it on What's Trending.
2: Yeah, and we'll start with that. Tough news for uh, Brittany Griner. The WNBA star has lost her appeal in a Russian court this morning. Moscow Regional Court uh, upholding the August conviction of nine plus years on charges of drug possession and smuggling with criminal intent. Again, she's been in prison in Russia since February of this year. The Colts, as we've been talking about for much of this touchdown at 10 hour and beyond, will start Sam Ellinger over Matt Ryan, who they traded for and guaranteed a lot of money for. Sam Ellinger never thrown a professional uh, pass in a regular season game. 2021 sixth round pick. Frank Reich says he's the starter moving forward. Nick Foles will apparently be Ellinger's backup, not Ryan, who's also dealing with a shoulder separation. Chase Young expected to return to practice tomorrow, kicking off a 21-day activation window, first reported by our own J.P. Finley. Uh, But he's unlikely to play against the Colts. Uh, according to Ron Rivera, or at least a long shot. Monday night football fallout, if you missed it. Uh, we started the show with that. Hit the Odyssey Rewind right around 9.05. Team 980 on Odyssey uh, as Justin Fields and the Bears walk into Foxborough on drill Bill Belichick's New England Patriots. Wizards host of the Pistons tonight, 645, right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app, and that's what's trending.
1: DJ Matt Esick, he's taking your calls. Three zero
2: one DJ two three zero zero. On now. the ones and twos, that's right. Pick it up, boys and girls.
1: Matt cutting up audio with people making requests.
2: <laughs> two, Jenny, three Jenny, zero one two three zero zero nine eighty.
1: Jenny and Ch- Chantilly, what do you want to hear coming up here on the Team nine eighty? All right,
2: the all request lunch hour. <laughs> You look like you could be a DJ with the with the microphone on your headsets turned up, you know, and some red light flashing, and I don't know you just look like you could be a, a a radio disc jockey. I I by the way, when people call me a disc jockey, I, have you ever had that happen to you? Not before we recently. get back to the calls? I it drives me crazy
1: no, because we're spoken word it man. We're, we're me not spinning cr- any hits.
2: Crazy. I don't know why. It bugs the ever-loving daylights. It's it's like, okay, and I'm a member of Phi Sigma Kappa fraternity, right? Buffalo State College, all that. National fraternity, all that. I hate when people call it frats. (laughs) I I just, like, it was something I was taught 30 years ago. Hate when people call fraternities frats, okay? Um just like I hate when people call me a disc jockey instead of a talk show host or a on air personality or whatever. Let's go to line one. Richards on on first this segment. What's up, Richard? Hey
0: man, how y'all doing? Uh, Pete and uh, Rooster. What up, Rich? Uh, last week, oh uh, man, I'm gonna tell you something, man. Y'all really got a good nucleus, man. Going. Appreciate it. I really uh, appreciate I really appreciate your guy because that got cut off. And I called back and said, hey, Richie, you know what I mean? And everything was just good. Well, anyway, um, I was the guy that talked about Tommy Henderson, me and you had that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that. Um, very articulate. Um, Bruce is very passionate. You know what I mean? And now, um, far as the, the momentum thing, I think Gibson needed to be running back, you know, running the ball back. To keep this momentum going, you got to have McKissick running back punts or something, man, because you got to have all hands on deck. We still behind eight ball, you know what I mean? But with the momentum coming and, like, when the other callers some in reference to Young coming back, you know what I mean? I just think that, you know, the momentum is legit. One other thing, Sim. If you remember, when we went to the playoffs, we won like about oh, four or five games going back to the end, going back to the um uh, the end of that season. And one of the main reasons why was that kid Sims from Alabama.
4: Mm-hmm. He
0: cut up, if you remember. I mean, he was catching everything, one hand catching yeah. and everything. And I just believe that those three players need to be put in there. Somehow, you got too many good – Going for you to not be able to, you know, allow you know these players play because I think I think it's legit. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, Thanks, Richard. Rich.
1: Appreciate it. Uh, the problem, and I know you, Gibson has already now started to go back and return kickoffs mm-hmm. because of the way they're utilizing him on offense. If you were to put him on punts as well, I I, I just I don't need Gibson taking big hits in the open field because yeah. we're really finding a Scott's finding a super usage for him right now is kind of like a super utility guy. And if we put him back there to do that as well, the one thing, knock on wood, Milne is doing for you, as I knock on this particle board here in the uh, studio, Milne is at least catching the ball on punts. Right. And that's 99% right. of the battle
2: well, on punt return. Well, listen, just to your point, they've scored 10, 10 points in the last two games off of muff punts. Yep. I mean, it's, a, with, it's a, such without, an
1: important factor. I
2: mean, they look uh, against um, uh, against the Bears, okay? They, uh, against the Packers, they scored 23 points, got three points directly off of a muff punt. Against the Bears, they scored 12 points. They got seven points directly off of a muff punt. 23 and 12 is 35. They've scored 10 of their 35 points in the last two games, both wins. Off of muff punts. So to your point, even Mm -hmm. if Dax Milton's not doing much, I loved how they used Antonio Gibson last week. We talked about this yesterday. What do you have? 17, 18 touches, whatever it was. And all in a variety of ways. Three kickoff returns, receiver, three catches, uh, including the touchdown, 10 carries, 59 yards i'm okay i don't know if you are but it sounds like you are i'm okay at 18 ish yes. touches i don't need Keeps to have 27 fresh, touches or 25 touches just because he's being productive fresh
1: football players make yeah. football plays let's go to line four Jamil's in owensville what's up big fella
6: what's going on guys
1: Top hey, of the morning, in your uh, <laughs> um,
6: talking about the momentum thing um I want to believe. I do. I'm a lifelong fan, like, you know, from Mike Nelms back in the day all the way through now. Um, the, the thing that I think, obviously, I think we got to win. If we win next week, you know, then I can start to believe. I, for me, it's about our attitude. For me, the momentum is what we saw last week. Um, I think the reason the fan base loves Taylor so much is because of his heart. Obviously, yeah, we know he has deficiencies. But at the end of the day, it seems like the team plays better, plays harder. Um, you got to change up the the play calls with him. You can't be enamored with going deep and in, in, in all of these things, right? And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. For I think one of the things that you heard in sports often is, oh, he would be a Hall of Famer when you're talking about a guy with talent if he had the work ethic. Rarely do you hear people say uh, he would be a Hall of Famer if he had talent to go with the work ethic. <laughs> like, people that got that work ethic and got that dog in them and they have that fight, those are the ones you don't want to play. Taylor's 8-8 eight eight is the starter. Any team in the league from Kansas City to name the best team and let an 8-8 eight eight Baltimore walk into town. They're not necessarily happy about that. And so for me, like you guys said, I can take the losing I, I can, as long as we're playing hard. And I feel like our identity is, shouldn't necessarily – are we capable of winning games? And I think with Taylor we are. And it's not so much the magic, I just think we have to – let him play his game and, and coach around that. we got running backs. We've got receivers. We've got a defense. Like, he doesn't have to be an all-world quarterback. I don't want him to be, you know, trying to win a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer or nothing like that. But at the same time, I think right now if we can get back to who we are. Like, we have an identity. The Hogs are one of the only offensive linemen, uh, team lines in the, in the Hall of Fame with a name. For the entire 80s, like, that's what we did, right? So let's run the ball. Why are we scared of that? Is it because we want to? See the 50, 60 sixty-yard passes. We think that's going to some kind of way. That's going to put up more points. Like a touchdown is a touchdown. Keep the offense uh, opposing offense off the field. Run the football, and that's how we get that momentum. Running the ball in defense stops momentum from the opposing team, and it gets momentum. But if we got heart and effort, we can do without trying to get all this all world talent. Uh, Jamila, are you
1: are you, are you Owensville, Maryland, or Owensville, Kentucky? <laughs> Owens Mills, Maryland. Owings Owings Mills. That's what I was yeah, trying yeah, to interpret. Yeah. I'm, from the, I'm from the PG County area. Yeah. I grew up
6: in D.C., came up here to go to college and just bouncing back hey, and forth. So Nothing wrong I'm, with I that. Heart.
1: Fight on, Stevenson Mustangs. I feel you. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us. Final hour of the show rapidly approaching. We'll get to Upper Marlboro. We'll get to North Carolina. and We'll get to Virginia. and We'll get to you at 301-230-0980. Is the momentum real? Are you feeling real momentum heading into a game against Indianapolis where chaos is now reigning? They are switching from their starting quarterback, who's in the top five in yards, completion percentage and top 10 in touchdowns they're removing him to put in the young quarterback in sam ellinger they're looking for a spark just like taylor heineke gave washington this week can washington avoid the letdown and win three in a row 301-230-0980 that's how you get to us here on the team 980 and streaming live for free as always on the odyssey app